Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. Don't know why it's elongated or why I've started doing this introduction, but hey, this is the way the world works. Welcome to the Russian Grand Prix preview podcast. And joining me on this adventure, talking about the wonderful Sochi, is Mr. Tom Bellingham, the WTF1 founder and recently recovered from our road trip, which you would have seen on our YouTube channel, went up yesterday. So uh, if you haven't seen that, go check it out. And uh, and Katie, the WTF1 editor, who's just rocking, chilling. How are you, Katie? Obviously, you, you weren't with us in the van, but... Uh, I wasn't... Sorry, there wasn't any space for you unless That's you right. wanted to be at like in the sort some of people trunk. thought you were in the box. Yeah, I know. Which I mean, it was quite a small box. I know I'm quite a small person, but that really would have been quite a skill to fit in that box. But it wasn't yeah, to be. But it, it was not. It was. Uh, well, I won't spoil it in case you do want to go and watch it. Anyway, just want to say this video is sponsored by F1 Authentics, the home for official F1 memorabilia. You can get the ultimate F1 gear, including sports artwork, signed photos, and authentic mini helmets. We're actually doing a couple of competitions with F1 Authentics right now over on our Instagram to win things like, oh, I don't know, a mini replica helmet of Lando and George. Isn't it one to two scales, half, half scale, the size, yeah. which is pretty awesome. And also you can get your name printed on the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix checkered flag. So uh, some very cool prizes up for grabs. All you have to do is visit f1authentics.com to find out more about what they do. There you go. So let's let's dive into what we're expecting for the Russian Grand Prix. I've noticed as well, I'm quite, my, my, the lighting's not great in this room. Um, so apologies for looking much darker than uh, the, the other two uh, podcast members. But let's talk about rain. And uh, weren't expecting uh, to be talking about that because I don't think we've actually seen a rainy Russia, have we? Ever. I no. I don't think we've ever. I don't, don't seem to remember it. I, just the thought of it being rainy is very strange to me because I, I just don't remember it even though there's not really a valid reason why it wouldn't it's not like you know Abu Dhabi or whatever where it's really unlikely to rain it's it's not out the question we've just never had it because Sochi just likes to be boring Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean, spicy take number one and we're two yeah, minutes into the podcast nice story but, I mean I completely agree with you and uh yeah, maybe we're going to get something a bit more exciting. I hope so, because I think we all have an attitude towards Sochi, which is that it's not particularly exciting. Um, it's very flat and, uh, you know, the actual circuit layout doesn't exactly provide for thrilling racing. Uh, but yes, we have a forecast for big rain showers or just storm or whatever tomorrow as you can tell I'm not going to make it as a weather forecaster in the future um but yeah it's gonna be wet basically it's gonna be wet it's hundred percent literally hundred percent chance all day they've literally yeah well they've literally rescheduled the ca- uh, the calendar not rescheduled <laughs> the calendar rescheduled um formula three already because that was going to be Saturday morning tomorrow. right uh, so. yeah Saturday morning and now they're doing that race this evening um yeah. so they're already anticipating it and I think we heard a bit of team radio didn't we at the start of FP2 because I think the teams are a little bit nervous that we're talking rain we're talking spa washout like they I think they said 25 to 50 millimeters of rain uh, which is a big amount of difference uh, there <laughs> two and a half centimeters in fact uh, in yeah the, if anyone saw any of the footage pre uh 
pre-race, yeah. you saw the F2 paddock, didn't you? Completely flooded. Water. Yeah. You know, the mechanics were, it was literally up to their knees as they were walking around. Um, and it sounds like it could be something similar to that. So, up to their knees. Yeah, the, was, yeah, they're genuinely like this pictures like up to them. Yeah, wow. yeah, because the car was on like a you know the stilts or whatever the you call stand. it, the stand. stilts, stilts, stand, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the water was like they were there, stood next to it, literally like wading through this water. So yeah, um, classic. We've, this year is just, I mean, I can't complain because it's an amazing year, but you know we've wanted rain for so long, but we only get too much. <laughs> it's, it's either too little or too much, or the right amount, but just after the race. Uh, it's just, yeah, it seems to be a, a very strange thing to, to now have anxiety around whether it's going to rain. Uh, Onizzle22 says, would they do something similar to Spa if the rain is bad enough, or just cancel the entire race and possibly reschedule? Well, it seems as though they are taking every possible action they possibly can to make these sessions go ahead. And, you know, there was, uh, wasn't there a chat in one of the free practice sessions this morning where uh, they were saying, okay, we'd probably try and get qualifying in late Saturday afternoon. I think Red Bull were asking, oh, is it going to be Sunday? Uh, I think both are definitely possible, but the problem is the schedule for Sunday is actually very busy. So fitting in qualifying on a Sunday morning is probably going to be a rather early start if that is the case, which isn't ideal. Uh, I think I remember there was a Japanese washout, wasn't there once, Tommy, where they did they have to do it on the Sunday? This is this is going yeah, back many, the, many it's years. The typhoon, but it was on yeah, at like 4 a.m. or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Aussie fans are probably like, first time? <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Japan uh, so we'll see. 2019 that was. So, was that the 90, I was thinking of there, an old there was one in the Shumi era yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all those years ago in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the pandemic has caused the perception of time to be completely. I've literally altered, reached so. that. I've reached that age now where I forget like what happened in 2019, but I have like <laughs> photographic memory of like 2004 and stuff, and I don't understand why. Welcome to long-term memory, my friend. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, but it does seem as though the. the obviously doing everything and taking every necessary precaution to make sure that another spa doesn't happen. Um, but if they, it doesn't seem as though Sunday's going to be that rainy though. It seems like it was just Saturday and Sunday should be clear. Yeah. I think it's mainly Saturday that's been really heavily affected, um, which is better than what we had in spa because obviously spa was all Sunday and you couldn't have the opportunity to like move that to a Monday really or anything like that. So at least we can, have race day be relatively okay obviously weather can be a pretty temperamental thing and it's sometimes quite difficult to predict so fingers crossed that we we don't have any things affecting it on Sunday but yeah um, Formula One or the FAA even have got themselves into a little bit of trouble here because the F3 finale was meant to be in Austin um, and they have moved it to Sochi this weekend so we had the F1, the F2 and the F3 all happening. And now the, like, that's already a really packed schedule. And now we're having rain affect it. So everything's really being compressed together. So obviously it's a Formula One weekend. I'm assuming that will take priority and stuff, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm really hoping it's not gonna be a complete washout tomorrow, but I have a gut feeling that we could see that. They they finally got F3 and F2 back together on the same weekend. And then it's almost like the worst timing possible because, yeah, they're going to have to try and fit in everything. We said in the Spa podcast, didn't we, that surely they take priority of F1 over these things. But then it's difficult that 
like F1 wouldn't move their qualifying first because they need to do FP3. And then there's other other series and stuff. But I can't believe, yeah, that what are the chances that we've actually got this really packed schedule in Sochi where we've got finally got F3 and F2 back together. But um, it's not really worked out because it really does. I mean, it's going to have to be so much rain tomorrow, which it sounds like it is going to be. Because I think the main problem with Spa is that the that you know the nature of the track as well, um, the mist we said like hangs in the air mm. from the trees and stuff. Sochi won't have that problem, but it will have the problem if it, like you say, is a flood. <laughs> and I'm wondering because it is so flat, how the drainage will work. Obviously, these tracks will have to go through Grade One processes to make sure that in the event of you know heavy rain and stuff, that drainage can work its way out and not cause flooding on the track but yeah that's something that I'm interested to see how that's going to work and if the infrastructure at the circuit is enough to deal with all of this rain that is forecast for tomorrow well from previous pictures of earlier on in the week no so uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see about that but uh, we will be live with our qualifying watch along all the same on the seven WTF hours YouTube channel uh, yeah we, we will we sack it off it? if it is flooded <laughs> and we're just waiting for the sake of it but um we will be there we'll give it a go uh it'll be either myself and katie or myself and tommy i think tommy if it is flooded you're going to be on the memes because that's the only thing that really happens in flooded sessions but if yep. for whatever reason maybe it's uh, it's clear who knows but we're not clear but we can actually get some qualifying and, and George russell gets p2 on the grid again that would be uh, quite quite something wouldn't it to uh, to, to behold uh, really still upset that i missed that qualifying watch long but uh, yeah it's fine it's, cool. it's okay it's good you know, good time to have a holiday map yeah sweet sorry tommy what were you say no it's it's going to be actually quite the the rain I guess they, it is more likely that they're going to qualify in the dry on Sunday. But if they do do some running, do do, and you've got <laughs> yeah, yeah, that as well. do do, uh, and you've got Verstappen and Leclerc at the back, um, you know, you've got the potential for it to be a massively mixed up grid, which could be. Juicy. It's about time that mm. we had some craziness in yeah. Sochi, isn't it? And let, well, yeah, I mean, we'll speak about that shortly. We interrupt this WTF1 podcast for a very quick chat about our sponsor for this episode, LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. Time spent searching for and interviewing candidates can take time away from managing and growing a business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get to the candidates worth interviewing faster, and it's free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified of people. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster and you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash WTF1. Again, that's linkedin.com slash WTF1 to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Right, let's get back to the podcast. Uh, we've got another question from Team WTF1 member JRob89, completely switching up what we were speaking about, just with why does Valtteri Bottas like Sochi so much? I appreciate the change of tone here, Tommy, with the questions. Um, <laughs> He likes it because he's quick round it, and uh, to who it may con- concern, who to who's to who's to who it may concern. That's it. Um, 
Although very, he definitely Maybe. shouldn't have. Yeah. Whom, sorry. And he definitely <laughs> shouldn't have said it the last time he said it here. Because oh, yeah. Hamilton had a penalty and it was like, mm, you didn't actually have to beat anyone. Uh, I mean, I, I don't personally speak to Valtteri Bottas, so I can't tell you, you know, his exact reasoning. Didn't he reasoning. just drop him the WhatsApp? Uh, yes, yeah, he's, uh, and I'm sure he's a. Uh, uh, to be fair, he has shown people WTF1 memes before, hasn't he? Uh, has he? But, yeah, yeah, they posted a picture of it on um, on the Mercedes account of him, like showing one. Yeah. On this, on, <laughs> oh wow, yeah, that's Katie's, that Katie's just learning this. Amazing. Um, I don't know. Uh, anyone got any more insights as to why Valtteri Bottas likes Russia? I just think it's really, really strange because you don't. Now the car performance is such a huge factor in Formula One. Um, I remember when I was growing up, you did have drivers that take to certain circuits and do a lot better. Um, thinking like Schumacher at Spa or even like Kimi Raikkonen at Spa would do do really well. Um, Damon Hill at Hungary going back further. It's those kind of drivers would like really suit a track and no matter what car they were in. And you don't tend to see it now because the car performance is so good that, you know, if um, Charles Leclerc wins <laughs> Spa in 2019, he's not necessarily going to be absolutely amazing there because the car was nowhere near as good. But for some reason, Bottas just really does have this like, gift around Sochi because he was amazing in the Williams as well like you look at all his results in the Williams he was I know the Williams were a lot better then but he absolutely you know obliterated Massa he was pretty much on for a podium he every got single pole time day, he nearly he? got pole one year yeah. got a podium there um would have got another podium for Williams um he's just unbelievable there and it's such an odd thing because I don't feel like it's that different to many other tracks. Um, it's it's not like like a Monza or something where it's so different, or a Monaco. It's it's got lots of ninety degree turns and it's similar to like turns. Baku, isn't it? Really, yeah. in, in a lot of ways, yeah. Russia. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a very meh circuit, in my opinion. Apart from obviously the very long turn three, which is obviously awesome to. To, to watch the cars go round there and I guess into the braking zone of turn 10, is it? Uh, where you've got the, the 90 degree right, then the left. Uh, I don't, don't want to kick. Last sector. Yeah, I don't want to kick Bottas um, down. You don't want to kick him? Okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't want to kick him. No, yeah, don't want to kick him, but his, um, of all the circuits, you can be an absolute master at why, why Sochi. It's probably yeah. like, oh, couldn't it have been like Monaco or Spa or something? <laughs> yeah. A, you know, like a proper classic where, you know, if you if you're winning Monaco or Spa every year, you you'd go down in history, even if you didn't win championships and stuff. But Sochi, it's like, okay, you're really good. We're at We're getting rid of it off the calendar soon, anyway, aren't we? It's being replaced. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were sneezing. Sorry, Tom. No, strange sneeze. Yeah. So a few Bottas Sochi facts. So Bottas has never qualified or finished outside the top four at Sochi. He won here in 2017, which was his first Formula One win, and in 2020, and got pole here in 2018. Um, and in terms of the actual track itself, Sochi's got quite um, smooth asphalt, which is something that Bottas seems to do well at. So that could also play a part. But yeah, it's... The it smooth asphalt one. championship, Valtteri Bottas, the yeah. champion. <laughs> I think there is something called that. I forget what the championship's called, but there's like a 
another obviously non-official championship of tracks like that that I think he does really well at. Um, third for third for Williams in 2014 in qualifying, mm. and then got a podium in the race not too far off Rosberg, which is yeah. Why? Why is he so good? <laughs> it's a mystery, Maybe. isn't it? An absolute yeah. mystery. But uh, hopefully, well, I say hopefully. He'll have a great opportunity, obviously, to get pole position and potentially win the race. But then also, there's no Verstappen. Perez looks very much off the pace. Mm, So it's going to be Hamilton sat behind him at the very... I just realised I should probably put this question next. I was very much... uh, That's fine, Tommy. Don't you worry. You know, look, we're we're flexible. (laughs) We can change the sheet at any time. Uh, So miraculously, the next question comes up uh, from plays underscore Rio. Could this be Bottas's only win of the season? I don't think it will be. Because as I was just saying... He's going to have to let Hamilton through. Verstappen starting at the back, which we will get onto very shortly. Perez looks not particularly good. And to be honest, if the Mercedes are, you know, faster than the Red Bull, or at least on par, I don't expect Perez to be beating the Mercedes. Um, so, yeah, I think that it's looking very unlikely unless Hamilton has an absolute shocker of a start, like we saw in Monza uh, for sprint, sprint quality. And, uh, and, you know, basically ruins his own race then perhaps but i can't see it happening no um i would love it if bottas could win because i think they said on the sky comms that it's effectively a year on monday since he won his last f1 race and you know not to put a dampener on his move to alfa romeo but i can't see him winning races there hey 2022 regs could mean that alfa romeo the dominant team you never know (laughs) but it seems seems relatively unlikely um obviously there are other tracks this season that mercedes do particularly well at things like the asmarina or circuit of the americas and stuff like that but yeah where we're getting closer to the end of the championship and there is you know hamilton versus verstappen they are the only two that are going to be going for that title i would imagine that Mercedes knowing that Bottas isn't going to be staying with the team like they don't have to worry about that kind of loyalty and keeping him happy for next year like he's gone um that they'll just say to let Hamilton go through if it's because every point will will count at the end of this championship which is not something we have seen for quite a while because normally it's just Hamilton sort of running away with it but this year like really it is a case of every little last point is absolutely vital so yeah I don't know maybe I'll give him a win as like a little goodbye see you later but I doubt it yeah, not not no quite chance. in the heat of the yeah. uh, not title battle I have a change of heart <laughs> yeah sorry Lewis uh yeah and then Lewis loses the title by like six yeah. points yeah. Like, oh, yeah probably should have not just given a sympathy <laughs> uh yeah the thing is as well with Max and even Leclerc looked pretty good um starting at the the back it doesn't seem like it's the kind of track where anyone's going to get anywhere near the mercedes so you're not even going to have a situation where the stappen's in between the two mercedes and it's like well bottas you win the race because it's taking points off the stappen i cannot see it being anything other than either hamilton beating bottas at the start and winning or the two mercedes going off at the start hamilton's minimum going to be second and then they let him through. Like, I can't see anyone else getting in the mix there. Um, unless it's a Here wet quality. Yeah, unless wet it's a wet quality. Crazy grid. Hamilton's 15th or something. Who knows? Clip that. I reckon that's going to happen. Heard it here first. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> 
we interrupt this WTF1 podcast for a very quick chat about our final sponsor for this episode, Manscaped. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code WTF1. It's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Manscaped has even thrown in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Get comfy on the home and on the go this season. So what are you waiting for? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WTF1 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code WTF1 at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Uh, that's enough, Bottas. Yeah. Got his porridge ready for, for Russia. <laughs> Bottas um, porridge. Let's, we've mentioned briefly about Verstappen, but also Leclerc. Both of those guys looking good, but also both have engine penalties, uh, which is... Uh, disappointing, I suppose, for, for both of those, but should make for an interesting uh, Russian Grand Prix to see those two uh, coming through the field. Ange 31 U or Angelou, do teams take the engine penalty at tracks they're strong or tracks they're weak? I think they take the engine penalty if you're in Verstappen's shoes for whenever you have a penalty coming over into the next race, which is something that people have been questioning quite a bit. And maybe we touch on that a little bit as well is that you know, some people are going, is that fair? You know, is that fair that they've taken a penalty or, or changed the engine so that they start at the back? So then it basically nullifies uh, the penalty he was given for Monza. But, and I saw someone else say this uh, in response to it, is that Formula One's all about taking penalties strategically. And, you know, that's part of the game. And you can't just be like, well, actually, no, you have to start 23rd now because, <laughs> uh, you know, you've, we've still given you a plus three uh, grid place penalty. So uh, for me, no, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, as for the taking engine penalties that tracks their strong or tracks their weak, I don't think it's a case of strong or weak. I think it's a case of is there opportunities to move forward easily? And of course, uh, Red Bull were kind of forced the hand of, you know, we're going to have to take it at Russia, but Russia's an okay track for overtaking. This is sort of extremely long straight down towards turn, which is technically two, even though it's turn one, really. I mean, it's a kink that's turn one. Uh, so I think it's more about whether the, you know, they're not going to take an engine penalty into Monaco if they can't, ha- you know, if they, you know, uh, can basically avoid that. So I think it's more about the opportunities. Like you say, F1 is all about finding loopholes and stuff. And we see it all the time of like Mazepin getting a penalty in qualifying, for example, and he's already starting last and he gets given a five place grid drop. Like obviously that has no influence because he's already starting last. So it is something that happens and Red Bull, I guess, is smart to take an engine penalty while they've already got an existing one. But yeah, to me, it makes sense to take penalties at the tracks that maybe they're not as strong at because... Otherwise, you know, if you go to a track that's really suited to a Red Bull and you have to start from the back, you've got less chance of actually taking full advantage of the fact that you're competitive at that track. Um, but also, if your car goes kaput and you need to take an engine penalty, then you can't really be like, oh, well, you know, might be able to hang on and try and do it at the next rate. Like, you've just got to take it when you've got to take it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was inevitable. We knew this was going to happen. Uh, so better for them to take it it's now a, than it's a proper no-brainer wasn't it really for, yeah. Uh, yeah for Verstappen because 
he's not going to be, and I think they deliberately waited just in case a miracle that he might have been faster than Mercedes or they see how he was. But it was pretty obvious from FP1, yep, it's still a Mercedes track. They're still going to walk a one-two. I start, you know, I start third uh, or qualify third. I'm going down to um, sixth, <laughs> fifth, whatever, going through. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, pause. I couldn't remember. It wasn't the maths. It was the, the, I couldn't remember if it was five or three. (laughs) You couldn't remember it was five or three. So you went from third to fifth. I don't know why I said fifth. My brain just completely went because I thought five, uh, five place grid penalty and I went fifth. You tried to shrug that off. And I was like, absolutely not. We need to to bask in the glory of the founder not being able to do a simple plus two plus three. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, he goes, through the field and he's finishing third. Um, you know, he could still legitimately come third from last. He could um, do a Bottas. Well, 20, 2018. I love how that's become a thing, like, do a Bottas. Do a Bottas. Do a Bottas. Is, yeah. Although for Bottas to do a Bottas, you'd need Hamilton and Verstappen to crash. So Yeah, exactly. But, mm, I, that's true. but I, can, I can totally see them sacking off qualifying completely. Literally yeah, there's no, no reason. No point going out. Um, Unless they need more data to just toodle around, you know, but it's going to be do wet, some long so running. Yeah, we'll, oh yeah, true. Yeah, yeah it's going to be wet. Um, trim all the wing out, kind of like Bottas did at Monza. So you've got an amazing straight line speed, so you can breeze past people on the straight. It'd be so much quicker. But the difference with that is, and I think they were speaking about it in the broadcast, was that it's not as simple as just whacking loads of wing off because Russia is very different to Monza in the sense that Monza. There's a lot of straights, and of course, you know, you've got some chicanes, but with Russia, it's a much longer, much more technical, yeah, especially yeah. last sector. Well, but, I mean, like everything they can do to make it easier for overtakes. Oh, yeah. Not, not setting up the car like a Mercedes would, where they know they're going to be on pole, so they make it terrible to follow. Well, it didn't sound like they'd started that, that way, though, because Max was saying, there's no way I can overtake with this downforce or something, which was yeah. interesting. Yeah, which I kind of took maybe that that's them essentially testing it on other cars now maybe don't know yeah no yeah i think so um but yeah i was i was looking back at 2018 because verstappen again had engine penalties do you remember when they used to get engine penalties for every single component and it used to add up yeah in 2018 and you still have a 70 i I was literally looking at the penalties (laughs) from the 2018 russian grand prix Max Verstappen had a 43-place grid drop. <laughs> Ricardo had a 40-place grid drop. Gasly had a 35-place grid drop. Oh, that, yeah, that was so drop. bad, wasn't Hartley it? Hartley had a 40-place grid drop. And you never knew who was going to be where. Yeah, Because um, they'd all just change all their engine components and drop back. But yeah, Verstappen in that went uh, finished fifth. And you'd argue that 2021, he's got a much better car than he did in 2018. So you're going to think, you know, he could still legitimately finish third from starting last if he starts third he's probably finishing third even i'd argue even if he started on pole he's probably going to finish third behind the two mercs at somewhere like sochi so yeah complete no-brainer but it makes the it makes the race exciting because you've got him and leclerc who's looking quite good Mm. um, coming through the field essentially guaranteed some overtaking because you know they're at least going to get past the hasses watch (laughs) them finish 19th and 20th now like they can't even get past the hasses yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Verstappen frustrated after 49 laps behind Mazepin. <laughs> um, next up, Alex F1733538789. Who will be first to take out the polystyrene <laughs> blocks at turn two? 
Well, now Tommy has gone you know, public on Twitter and, you know, <laughs> complaining. He's gone complaining about the turn to polystyrene blocks and how they're, how they're situated, positioned. Uh, but now that Tommy has complained, saying it's going to be carnage, uh, I then responded to his tweet saying that it's going to be the cleanest turn two Russia has ever seen. And uh, you just watch. You watch on Sunday. Trust me, they're all going to go single file, lovely, jubbly, not one piece of contact. I deliberately put in brackets F2 or F3 because there's absolutely no way. Yeah, not... <laughs> yeah, yeah true, true, very true. Uh, it, it is weird. You know, even in you know, the country team, everyone seems to be of the same opinion. Why on earth are they there right next to the wall? when the change of direction that you have to do when Perez went through it pretty damn quick uh, in free practice, just gone. And yeah, it makes you wince a little bit. You go, well, why That's is it practice. so close? Mm. Like, obviously we saw signs absolutely yeet his car into the wall when he misjudged it. Uh, was that two that years? That was last, last year. Last year? Last, last year? year. Yeah. Uh, the, the years all roll into and one. I feel now. like F2 did it um, a couple of years back before that. You, yeah, you that was with Jack get... Aiken, wasn't it? Yeah, Jack and... Oh, Massapin, I think. Might have been, yeah. <laughs> you, you can never get a Formula One driver to take that at a sensible speed. In a race, that, like you say, they're yeeting it through there at the <laughs> highest possible speed. You know, they're taking it as fast as they possibly can. And it's going to happen. You know, you, you can watch Gasly or even Prez was quicker, but it was still a bit more sensible. You can watch them do it in practice and go, Okay, this works. Absolutely no way they're taking it at that speed if they are off at turn one during the race. Mm-hmm. No yeah, because it's, it's desperation, Sorry, isn't it? Two. Yeah, turn, turn two. two. God's sake. The first real corner. But it's desperation, isn't it? You know, if you go off there, you know, just losing a half a second on lap one, turn two could be two, three positions. In the race, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's awful. I hate it so much, that turn. It's literally the worst turn. And I've got a theory that we know we're not going back to Sochi and there was loads of talk. I think it was last year where they said it's time to change that turn. They've literally gone, we can't change it. So we're just having a different race in Russia. They've just gone, we can't change it. Been off the track, try something different. That would be quite the decision to make and probably not very uh, cheap to do, but maybe. Yeah. I don't know who's going to be the first to take out the polystyrene blocks. I did a Q&A on Discord this morning with some team WTF1 members, and I said that I thought maybe Yuki would be the first one to fall victim to that. But And cause his fifth red flag of the season. Your words. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it'll be Mazepin. You think it'll be Mazepin? Yeah. I mean, who are you going to say? But he... Well, I guess if he's last, well, he will be ahead of. He'll be uh, fighting ferociously fight. with Mick Schumacher, yeah. like it there. McLaren Verstappen at turn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's gonna be good. The thing I don't like about that turn, though, and is exactly what happened with the the science thing. There's one at Paul Ricard, right? But it's fine because there's plenty of room. There's mm. a wall that spears like that and you and it literally like you hit it and then you're launching back in the direction of all the other cars which we know is the worst possible thing that's why there's so many complaints about Eurus and Radion that the the barrier throws you back onto the track and it's just a disaster waiting for to happen and I just can't wait for them to genuinely not race there again not just because of uh um how boring the track is but just because i feel like that's just a disaster waiting to happen i think there's been some very near misses i mean science last year that he was so lucky not to get taken out at all with anyone yeah Mm. 
So for those of you wondering, this this podcast is not sponsored by Sochi Autodrome. Uh, We're not trying to sell (laughs) tickets uh, to any event ever that happens at this racetrack ever again. Um, Next up is, sorry? You you know, everyone loves Sochi, don't they, right? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's my favourite track. Wonderful. I'm sure there's going to (laughs) be all two people in the comments going, hey, I like Sochi. Why are you being so hard? (laughs) Well, we might love it if we get the, the, the craziest race Paul ever Ricard. on Sunday. So, you know, yeah, yeah we, could we, didn't, be. we didn't like Paul Ricard. And then we were all basically we've got just our, We've got our duty out. to Formula One to jinx this race hard. And we're yeah. basically roasting What it a now. boring race we've yeah, got coming it's up on be Sunday. Awful. It's Don't no even bother tuning be, in. No, no point. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's talk about some predictions. Uh, Predictions for the Russian Grand Prix. I've gone for Bottas on pole. <laughs> well, no, actually, because it's going to oh. be raining. So I, I'm not sure about hey, that. He's going to choke. And, and also, wasn't it Drive to Survive where he deliberately maybe bottled it because he oh, didn't want to yeah. be on pole? Oh, that yeah. Was he was uh, given a slipstream, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, to Verstappen, I think it was, wasn't it? Uh, but yeah, that's very true. Mm. That sometimes starting P3 is the best place to, to start on the grid. I think that's where he was, Bottas, when the, the two Ferraris were on the front row. Gasly pole then. Uh, so, I mean, Gasly looks very good as well, has to be said, apart from losing his front wing on the uh, sausage curb at turn two. Uh, but I've gone for Bottas on pole and Kimi out-qualifies Antonio, which looks even more <laughs> likely now that Antonio has absolutely binned it into the wall. And I'm just very briefly on that incident. I could not stop laughing at that piece of debris that was just windmilling yeah, at the back of I his car. Well. It was incredible. It reminded me of like someone, like, you know, like football, take the shirt off and throw it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's brilliant. It looked like yeah. this car's trying to take off. I love how he's <laughs> hit the wall so hard and gone, yeah, I can drive this back. Yeah, no, no problem. Did you see nah, the thing we retweeted from the Pit Lane channel? The yes. Fact. Let's, let's read find... that out, shall we? Um, because that is quite. I mean, it's from the Pit Lane channel, which uh, for those of you who don't know is did... on F1 TV. <laughs> I feel like they did. We've not seen this as much now, but I feel like they used to do quite savage stats occasionally <laughs> for like certain drivers that was like. I don't think they, had, they mean had to. 10 DNS. It's just, it's just like badly worded. It's really it. badly mm-hmm. worded. Let's read this one out then. So it's come up. Uh, Jovanazzi's literally just hit the wall and we're seeing a replay of it. And the statistic is. Russia, Sochi Autodrome. Antonio Giovinazzi, his biggest contribution to the Russian Grand Prix history was managing to take both Grosjean and Ricardo out on the first lap of the 2019 race while he was able to continue. Now, for me, whoever's written this stat (laughs) is either a massive Grosjean or Ricardo fan and is still bitter in 2019. (laughs) But I mean, how has that got through the system? And everyone's got, you know what? That's a great stat. Let's whack that up. He's just blaming, that blaming a driver. Like, I don't, did he get a penalty for that? Like, was it I rem- clear no, and obviously even, his fault? I, no, but he was the one, he was sandwiched in the middle, wasn't he? Do you remember? I think that was the one where it was three wide. And it I was mean, like a... Just saying, Wikipedia, on the opening lap, Giovinazzi was squeezed by Grosjean yeah. and Ricardo. So it sounds like it wasn't... Do you not remember you know, it, Tommy? It was three vaguely. wide, Giovinazzi in the middle, mm. and they both came in. Oh, and then... yeah. And it was it's the, it's the classic situation of turn two just being absolutely mm. the worst corner in the history of four. No, it was turn four. Okay, turn four. It was but the like, next right-hander. Yeah, yeah. But they... I thought you said you had good long-term memory. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> it's only two this years is 2019. Ago. Yeah. That's exactly my point. He said he had good 2004 memory. Still technically long-term. But anyway, yes. Yes. It's not exactly like he's lunged from 
fifty. No, there was nothing. There was nothing wrong with taking it. them both out. <laughs> he was merely existing. And, you think uh, that's Guan Yu Zhou putting that fact in? <laughs> He's yeah. just like yeah, <laughs> trying maybe. to sa- maybe sabotage his Alpha Romeo yeah. chances. Remember, Giovinazzi is really bad, and uh, <laughs> he probably lose his seat. It, it reminds <laughs> me as well of the Ferrari tweet when. Uh, Verstappen oh, yeah. took Kimi out at Singapore, whatever it was. This or was both a of factual, uh, factual tweet. No need for <laughs> speculation or something. Uh, anyway, Tommy, your your predictions, please. Uh, Verstappen not in the top five in the race, so forty nine laps behind Mazepin, and two Mercedes and a McLaren on the podium. Uh, I just wanted to be a bit different than going Mercedes one two, and I'm a little bit unsure about that now. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, you've locked in. There's no changes. I've, no, I've locked in. But uh, you know, you a great have. chance for a podium for a lot of drivers by yeah. now because with essentially that third slot on the podium is there for the taking mm-hmm. with McLaren Verstappen at the back. And Perez just not seeming to be yeah. anywhere, which is it's a big, you know, big moment for Sergio with Max at the back. I, I wish I think, the championship I think, that you don't even think about you don't even think that's easy. Perez in third. Yeah. We're not even discussing it like that it's... I, I, th- I don't think he will. I genuinely don't think he will. Um, mm. So, th- I mean, let's see. Uh, I actually... Wasn't it you that wanted to do the prediction after you'd said those two last time, saying that you wanted to predict that Max would beat Sergio, even from like the back yeah, of the grid or something? Yeah, I mean, um, it could happen. That, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I think, I think it probably will. Uh, Katie, your two, please. Um, so my first one is track limits controversy. And my second one is Stroll out-qualifies Vettel, the old podcast favourite. To be but fair, I, think Stroll I would, could I would really double well down here. on that with the wet qualifying. I'd be like, mm. yes, please. I've actually put a bet on, not that I'm encouraging it or anything, um, for Stroll Have to you? be on the podium. Because <laughs> I thought, do you know what? Why not? What were the odds? Uh, I don't know, but I would have got a lot of money back. So, Stroll, you know what I to lo- do, babes? I, lo- I love that <laughs> would have, as if like you've already lost. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's quite an ambitious one. Yeah, I think it would need to rain on Sunday, and it seems to be less than 20% chance of rain uh, right now on the weather forecast for Sunday. So good luck, Stroll, but I don't think that's going to happen. The fans for the three predictions. Ruben GNW. Hamilton wins by passing Bottas under team orders. (laughs) One point. S. Marconzo. Alonso podium. Corvax L. Checo podium. I mean, if it isn't a Checo podium, I think Red Bull aren't going to be best pleased are they uh, especially if it's a McLaren, McLaren Mercedes one two there's a fight in the constructors going on as well Sergio needs to you know yeah, rock up and see what he can do dropping off at this time when a I know, solid P3 I know, I know it's, it's a great performance and he did at Monza but when Bottas maybe looks like he's regained his confidence a little bit and is there to be a wingman for Hamilton it puts Mercedes in an amazing position yeah and they need they need Checo, like Red Bull need Checo there to help Max. Indeed they do. We will find out if he can be that uh, rear gunner. So, well, I think that's pretty much it for the preview podcast. Indeed. Uh, Katie, final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts is I hope people in Sochi have bought some wellies and an umbrella. Wow. What? That, was, that was so <laughs> insightful. Uh, Tommy? Um. If I don't do the quality watch along, I hope you guys enjoy the seven-hour stream tomorrow. Don't start. To be fair, well, they need wellies. I'm pretty sure everything's concrete there. If it's up to their knees in the F2 paddock. Oh, yeah, true. Okay, up to their knees. Okay, well, fair, no, because then it just go in I was the thinking wellies. of mud. Oh, it's better than flip-flops. Maybe flip-flops would be better. Just a swimsuit. Yeah, yeah. Swimming around. 
Okay, I get well, to see boat races as well if it does rain. Oh yeah, especially miss, if it's like knee, knee deep. Well, I don't feel like they do that anymore. That, that's a proper like I don't know why. 2017 thing that was like a, every rainy back. session it was yeah. guaranteed a boat race. And is it in like the regs now or something? Katie, you love a reg. So go check out. Find <laughs> out if they can't make boats anymore for some reason. Um, okay, there like you go. Ruins uh, fun. My final thoughts is can't wait for a crazy George Russell top five again. Uh, so let's see. Uh, should be should be quite interesting. Hopefully, we do get a qualifying session. That's what I'm praying for. Uh, okay, thank you so much, Tommy and Katie. Thank you to everybody for watching and listening. If you want to get involved next time, use the hashtag WTF on podcast for all of your podcast needs, queries, etc. Uh, we'll be there to potentially include you. That's it. Goodbye, everybody. Enjoy the qualifying, non-qualifying, Sunday morning qualifying, qualifying watch along. By the way, if qualifying is on Sunday at like 5 a.m., there's no qualifying watch along. It's not happening. All right. So <laughs> it I'm might do. We'll that. see. We'll see how we feel. I might do a solo one from my bed. Right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> bye. bye. Should we ask Frank who's getting pole? Yes, Frank. Come on. Getting through these. Predictions, please. Frank, yawn <laughs> if George Russell is going to get top five in qualifying. Frank, yawn if Bottas will win the race. That's kind of a half yawn. Wow. Bottas win. It was a uh, in in spirit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it has like to. A, uh...